Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and get ready for a devilishly good chat for today. Today's guest is Little Miss Devil, an independent webcomic creator of the incredible webcomic Realm of Dreams. This was a good conversation, one that I was glad to have when Little Miss Devil themselves decided to approach me to be on the podcast. Uh, I will go ahead and give you a warning. The audio is going to be a little messed up for this week and the next two, but I made sure to fix as best as I could, and it's still a great conversation that I hope you guys enjoy at the end of the day. Seriously, the creativity and the inspiration that Little Miss Devil has for their stuff really shines bright with this conversation. Make sure you support them with all the links down in the description below. If you enjoyed the podcast... Make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Five stars, please. I've been noticing the reviews, and I've been absolutely loving it. If you want to go further with that support, you should check out the merch at the merch shop at pmap.creator-spring.com to see a wider range of amazing art pieces that you can wear from incredible former guests of before. If you want to go even further with that support, you should be a part of the PMAP Patreon, to where you can see exclusive behind-the-scenes content, exclusive bonus episodes, early video versions of the podcast, and so much more. Become a part of the Patreon for as low as $5 a month when you go to patreon.com slash PMAP. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Hello? Yes, Hello? I hear you. I can hear you. Oh my god, you can hear me! <laughs> <laughs> Yay, it was the browser. There you go. I am so um, sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have no idea how to work this court. I'm so I, sorry. I'm I, for, for some reason, I just assumed you had like the Windows, and like Windows is, I guess, the best version for Discord. It's like, I don't know. All I know is that we got it working now. <laughs> Oh my god! There you go. <laughs> Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Thank you. First off, for getting in contact with me, one to be a part of this, part of this, and thank yeah, you so much for being here. Thank you for your time. <laughs> yeah, this seemed really fun, so I definitely wanted to reach out. If I may ask, how did you even first hear about the podcast in the first place? Oh my god! How did I find out? Um, I think. Are you familiar with the show um, Wild Card? I am very familiar with them. I've had them on like a while ago. <laughs> I knew Jules with the creator on Instagram, so um, I was just looking through their YouTube channel re- um, about a couple months ago, and then I saw, that's how I found out about your um, channel, because I watched the interview. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> it's one of those, like, I, I, I saw you, like, just message me out of nowhere, and I'm not saying I rarely get people asking me to be on the podcast but certainly a treat whenever people do ask if they want to be on the podcast and then seeing just like your collection of stuff because that was more or less my introduction to you or whatnot i knew i had to have you on at some point uh yeah definitely um i just thought it looked real cool how you were giving um so many artists an opportunity to talk about or on um, projects and i found out about a lot of people through your podcast so i want to thank you oh, for that i appreciate that i really that, that that's the goal of the podcast that's great 
I mean, you know, I've said a million times before with this podcast, like this podcast is dedicated to giving artists who, you know, are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. If my little dinky podcast is enough to let people know that their stuff rules, then I'm down for it. If that helps. You're doing a big thing in my opinion. My book, it's this is big. Right. Well, I'm glad it's a big thing for you. Um, <laughs> all right, Dynasty, before we really get into it, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast. Let's say you get an opportunity to go to a deserted island on your own accord. It is just you, along with your thoughts. You get to sit back, breathe, and enjoy yourself for a little bit. To make sure you don't go completely insane on this island, you get to bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help you unwind a little bit. What is that one piece to help you out? You mean like an item or like any artwork you mean? Item, you know, art, like, item, artwork, okay. movie, CD, video game, whatever you consider like art or media, that's all in the realm. Okay. Um, I definitely have to bring music with me. My, my favorite song of mine. Ooh. Do you have like one that comes to the top of your head? Like something to, like your go-to um, song? Yes, definitely. Um, I really like... Um, Right, lately I've been listening to a lot of Melanie Martinez, if you're familiar with her. I am vaguely aware of her, yes. Um, any song from her, like The Tension, or that's a song that I really like from her. Okay. Um, another one, let me think of one. Um, I also really like the song Playdate. That's another song I really like to listen to. So any music. Music is, is what helps me in any environment. I mean, that's, that's fair enough. Trust me, like, music is a major thing for me as well, and I understand just kind of the escapism you kind of get just from, like, listening to a song, so. I see you're a fan of Tyler, the Creator. <laughs> I love him. Absolutely. That, that is, like, my go-to number one artist. You know, I, I behind, love him. behind me, I got the Call Me If You Get Lost poster, so there you yes. go. Yes, I love that. <laughs> there you go. I love that. But nevertheless, music, mainly like the one you said that I'll just cling on to, the Melanie Martinez, basically soundtracks or whatnot. Is yeah, that, yeah. that's the one you're bringing with you? You're locking that in? Yeah. Yep. I listen to it all the time. Then if that's the case, I can't think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> she is a self-taught cartoonist with an incredible cast of characters for their stunning series, Realm of Dreams. Welcome to the podcast, Dynasty, a.k.a. Little Miss Devil! Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here today. <laughs> I'm. Thank you for taking time every day to sit down and chat. I really do appreciate you reaching out in the first place and really introducing me to your art because I have just been amazed with kind of the world you've created with, oh my God. with Realm of Dreams and everything. But before we really divulge to what you're creating these days, I want to go back just a little bit. I want to know more or less the origin stories of Dynasty. What got you interested in art and cartoons in the first place? Oh, oh my God. Um, cartoons themselves, um, animation in general. I remember being a kid and watching a lot of cartoons, playing a lot of video games. I used to make my own characters growing up, um, wrote lots of short stories, just animation in general. I was, I, I always watched cartoons every single day. Anime, just, just animation. That's what got me into drawing. I was the only artist in my, my family for a while. So. Oh, wow. All right, then. Yeah. 
I am the only artist, pretty much. Do you have a particular, like, animated show or, like, movie or something like that that is, like, the peak, like, you had to watch every single episode no matter what? <laughs> yes. Invader Zim. I, hey. so I have been binging that for the past year. I have the whole DVD <laughs> series box set. I, that's all I watch. I love it. I love that show. Oh, I can I only imagine. Absolutely. Just like going back to kind of the, the parallels between what you're doing and what that doing, like that was an entire like universe and like the creativity that the creator put into it more than anything else, like one of a kind. Yes. Yes. I, I, I'm such a fan of Jonan's work. So he's my favorite creator pretty much. <laughs> Absolutely. So when did it for you go from just like this general love, general love of like animation art to a passion then wanting to make it your career? Well, see, like I said, I used to watch a lot of um, shows growing up, so, and making cartoons and short stories, I always said to myself, I want to do that too. I want to make my own franchise, my own project, so I just started developing it from, I remember when I was 15, that's when I first started working on Realm of Dreams, and it was a completely different thing from what it is now, like, there was a whole different cast of characters, it went through so many different, <laughs> um, so many different What's the word for that? <laughs> uh, just, I think you probably kind of illustrate just a different, uh, like characters, different arcs, different plots, yes. different ideas that went yes. into it before. It went through so many, um, different. Oh my god, I can't get this word out. What Inter- you know what I mean? uh, say? Different iterations, maybe? Is that the yes. word? Yes, yes, it went through so many different, um, changes throughout the years. There yes. you go. There yes. we go. <laughs> well, I mean, especially. There you go. I mean, especially because the fact that you've like had this since you were 15, like especially considering where you are right now, I can only imagine the amount of time and effort that you've probably put into, you know, Realm of Dreams, which we'll definitely talk about give it. But like, I think we can all, I think you can test with me whenever I say that whatever you think of when you're 15, totally different than when you're thinking of when you're in your 20s. <laughs> yes, I'm 22 now. And looking back at the drafts I would write when I was 15, it was so bad. Even the old characters are so bad. Um, and I thought that stuff was really dope when I was 15, but I'm glad I still, you know, always had that spark of inspiration to just keep working on stuff. I never stopped. Even if I said, okay, that needs to be changed. So I'm going to improve it. But I've always knew that this is why I wanted the series to be called. The title never changed though. The right. title never changed. <laughs> well, that's, that's different now. I mean, that's good to hear that the title never changed because I didn't want to be referring to that and be like, oh, no, it's actually the amazing adventures of the what, but, but, and like, okay, I, I need to practice, I need to practice my tongue twisters to get that title out there. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, like, it's incredible to know that, like, for a long time now, like, you've always had a love and passion for this art. I mean, it's to the point to where, like, you've gone out of your way to make sure that you like I said, the intro, you taught yourself how to do this instead of, I imagine like going to certain classes or going to a college for that kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Is there a particular reason why you wanted to go with that route? Like just learning, like just getting it out of the way and getting it on your own. Yes. Um, main reason is because I don't know. I, I couldn't imagine myself going to an art school. I don't know. School just isn't for me. So I just, I always drew since like the the first time I could even pick up a pencil. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to teach myself. I'm going to watch tons of tutorials. These days, there's like so much, so many resources online to learn how to draw. So I didn't feel the need to go to school, you know? Um, yeah, but I just thought I was more comfortable going with this route. I just wanted to teach myself, go at my own pace and everything. I wouldn't be opposed to going to art school one day, but, right. you know, if I got the opportunity, but 
I, I don't know. I'm just comfortable with just teaching myself along the way, you know, about anatomy and stuff. And there's so much more I still want to improve on. But right. I, yeah, that's just, that's just what I felt. It just felt right. I mean, more than anything else, like you kind of just illustrated, like, again, the what you've this is what you've always wanted to do. So it's like, you know, yeah. why, you know, do whatever you can to where you can get to that yeah. point that you wanted to, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, lots of practice, lots of practice throughout the years. Um, I, I just always I just draw nonstop. You just got to keep drawing. And even like a year ago, my art looks so different from a year ago. I just like to. Uh, I just like to keep in, keep improving, um, whether it's art style or, you know, my, my line art. There's so much things I just want to keep getting better at. And mm-hmm. that's, that was always my goal. To just keep drawing. Never stop. <laughs> whatever I, it's a doodle. I mean, um, it's, it's led you so far. I mean, it's certainly gotten you some good leeway and some good attach, uh, attention and traction when it comes to the art that you've yeah, done. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised I even gotten this far so quickly you know the fan base i've grown in the last few years oh absolutely do you remember personally like on this journey so far do you remember what was like the biggest hurdle when it comes to teaching yourself like how to art properly um i think the biggest hurdle was is sometimes when you're looking up but like i say backgrounds i'm not really good at backgrounds drawing Mm -hmm. backgrounds are really hard for me so um, sometimes I wish there they were there were more in detail like tutorials about it, be, and you know because I'm not really good at that. And sometimes it just some certain things just don't have a lot of video content on it. So I do wish I had a teacher sometimes to teach me these things. But right, that's the hurdle. Yeah, just learning certain topics are it just takes longer to to learn about it. That's all I'm gonna say. But. Sorry if I worded that. No, 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 you're perfectly fine. I was going to say, like, I've talked to several people on this podcast to where, like, a lot of the stuff they're dedicated to is the backgrounds and stuff like that. And it's yeah, certainly that's... no easy task, more than anything else. Nah, nah. Drawing a character is one thing. Background environments, uh, it's just not my thing. Because it's like, when it's when it's done right, like, it's no one's going to really notice it. If it's done wrong, everyone's going to notice it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm just more of a character artist. I like to write, and I like to I like character design. That's where I feel like I'm really good at. Yeah, okay. just making fun characters. Yeah. Is it is there a particular reason why you gravitate towards like the characters themselves? Like, what makes what that? What is it about like character design that like creatively just like gets you going? My my favorite part about any project is the characters themselves. I feel like. Um, Characters really make up a project to me. It could be a story that's um, not even well written sometimes, but if the characters are fun for me, I can really, I can still get into it sometimes. Um, I just like, I just like um, giving them personalities. I think that's the most fun part, um, and giving them designs that fit their personalities. Uh, I just think characters they're just fun to make. <laughs> I just love making them. them. They're my favorite thing about more than writing and the story themselves. I just like focusing on characters <laughs> there you go would you say that like creating the characters probably the most rewarding part about being a self-taught artist personally like the fact that you know you've gone this far and you'd be able to create such amazing characters yeah i definitely say um i don't know it's just it's incredible to me to be able to write you know give them their personality through just writing and um they just come to life they just come to life in drawings whether it's writing i just I think it's something, it's hard to get my words out about it, but I just think characters are 
what made her make a project in my opinion. I don't know. I just think a fun character that really gravitates an audience. So that's the right word to say. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Just kind of seeing yeah. more or less like the. Or not everyone's going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? But I mean, nevertheless, like, especially for like what yeah. you're doing, especially like the amount of time and effort that goes into like the personalities, the little traits that you put with each individual character yeah. and seeing it more or less come to life with like little details and such. Yeah, and seeing color the... palette, that too. Oh yeah. Color palettes, especially. I love that, I love that part. <laughs> Well, I mean, we kind of danced around it a little bit, but how about we get to quite possibly your biggest flex when it comes to character design more than anything else, and that is your webcomic that you've developed for ages, Realm of Dreams. How did this concept even come to you in the first place? Oh, my God. I, I remember being um, – so I was 15, and I was saying, okay, let me come up with something completely – different it hasn't been done before but i remember it was a, a like i said in the beginning it was a completely different story but mm -hmm. it was only till like 2017 that i wanted to get and wanted to make it based on you know krampus and everything if you're familiar with krampus are you i am i am fairly familiar with the legend of krampus so <laughs> <laughs> yes so i feel like there wasn't a lot of media involving um krampus um the, himself so i definitely wanted to take that direct my story in that direction um and yeah i just it's just been years of writing but the web comic also um it's not a web comic anymore it's that's actually this continued Ooh, okay i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you <laughs> and it's like that medium fit my um the, the, the story i wanted to tell so i was like okay i'm just gonna take <laughs> that um leap and i just want to get into animation i want to i want to make a pilot for it eventually there we go there we go especially going back just a little bit or whatnot back to whenever you eventually whenever you first started the concept i i must go ahead and say for the people out there that may not already know how would you describe the concept of realm of dreams okay so realm of dreams is a it's a drama dark comedy series about um Ingrid Hellman, she's the daughter of Krampus, and Carrie Claus, she's the daughter of Santa, and their goal is to fix Christmas. That's the goal of the story. Um, my story is made up of holidays. Um, each holiday has a realm, mm -hmm. and that's where each holiday originates from. So pretty much um, the story focuses on Christmas. That's the theme. But um, And, it, uh, and it's, the realms are also connected to the human world, so that's pretty much the story's about. Um, there's a, there's a variety of characters, um, but they're all, I'm focusing on Christmas, and yeah, um, that's pretty much the main premise of the story, but <laughs> their goal is to just fix Christmas, that right. holiday. That's fair. It's one of those, uh, I mean, that's, you say it's like the main focus, but trust me, like I said before, with some of the other characters that you've included, you know, here and there yeah. and such, like, there's a focus, but there's also so many different stories that we could go off on. <laughs> It's it's, yeah, it's, it's not just like a story it's a it's a society more or less that you have to like invest yeah. in every individual timeline for yeah, i've always been interested in holidays so i just wanted to i just wanted to show like hmm, like you know maybe where would they come from you know my version of where would they come from and christmas is the um focus because i'm focusing on santa and krampus and how that came to be and how you know how things are let me say this um they're trying to fix christmas because um see in my story krampus and santa they work together they used to work together to um 
Um, yeah, they used to work together to to have Christmas going, but since they had a fallout, you know, the holiday hasn't been as popular in the human world. So that's why the girls are coming together to work together. But it's an unlikely friendship because they're because um, since the fallout, demons haven't been ha- demons are banned from the North Pole. That's where that's where Carrie lives, and right. Ingrid Krampus's daughter lives in the underworld. So they just work together to um, try to fix the holiday and bring the realm together again right right no it absolutely makes sense just kind of how unique of a a concept and you know i never thought i never thought demons were allowed in the north pole in the first place but that's just you know personal thing or whatnot no i was gonna say um it's incredible just kind of the environment you've kind of developed and the concepts that you're introducing to this to create like an interesting conflict that we could easily see that we can hopefully see a good resolve for that. We hopefully saw a good resolve for, um, I was, how did, what was the inspiration behind the concept in the first place? Like what made you realize like, this is something interesting. I want to like develop more on this. Okay. So, um, my username, you know, little miss devil, I've, I just love demons. That's what I got into. So I I just wanted to, um, just, I love, like I said, I've been reading up on Krampus, and I and I was surprised to see there wasn't a lot of media involving that um, character himself. So I was like, okay, how could I make a story about this character? And yeah, so I just started developing it, developing it mm-hmm. <laughs> from there. And yeah, and then it just became this whole story about holidays. And I, um, you know, since Krampus is like, you know, he's like he punishes the naughty kids. You know, Santa rewards the good kids so i just wanted to focus on that so i think it's so interesting but it's not a lot of media on that so i just wanted to yeah so that's kind of where it developed my interest on krampus and demons and how, how could i make the story involve demons but you know other characters as well like i have reindeer that live in the north i have reindeer characters i have talking snowman characters there's a lot of holiday characters that's going on <laughs> oh yes there is there's a plethora of, like i said before there's like a plethora of different characters that you've introduced and included or whatnot yeah. what are some of the like your personal favorite characters that you've introduced into oh, this wow. <laughs> i love how your face lit up just whenever i asked that my favorite character i draw him the most um it's like my profile picture on my Instagram account and on here on my Discord, my character Milo Hellman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an he's an imp. Um, he's uh he happens to be a pastry chef and he works for a lord that lives in the underworld. Um, he's also related to my um main character Ingrid Hellman. She's the daughter of Krampus. Um, he's that's his um brother. I mean, sorry, that's his sister-in-law. So that's how they're that's how he's involved with her. But they have a whole you know conflict going on with those two. But that's he's definitely my favorite character and my character Macy. She's another imp. If you've seen her, she's a purple one that I draw a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she also works with Milo. She that's his co-worker and best friend. Um, and Ingrid herself, since she's the daughter of Krampus, I get to do a lot with her. She's my favorite. Um, um, in terms of like writing her, I just have a lot of fun with um, you know her her because she doesn't get along with her dad. You know he's. And Krampus is evil in my story. Right. <laughs> you know, he's a bad guy. So she does, but she wants to, she doesn't want to be like him and she gets judged because of who her father is. So another good one that I like. I, have, I love all my characters. I'd be talking about them all. <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine like even the evil Krampus or whatnot, there's a character that's probably hard for you to hate more or less. At the very least, like you love to yeah. hate them. So. Yes, I love all of them. Even the evil ones. I'm like, I just have fun writing them. So. <laughs> 
since you kind of developed this concept and these characters and stuff like that, what's been like the most fun for you when it comes to creating this webcomic or creating this universe or whatnot? Most fun part for me is um, just the character relationships. That's mm-hmm. the part that I have the most fun with because I think that's my strength is just writing relationships between characters and their problems. And, you know, because I have a lot, because I think the story, the, the biggest part of the story is just the relationship between these characters. And, and each character has a goal. That's why it's called, because it's based on the, Christ, the um, Christmas realm, but um, each character has a goal or a dream they want to achieve. So that's why I called it Realm of Dreams. That's why I went, went with that. Um, but yeah, the character relationship is my favorite part because, you know, I just think that it has a lot of heart, my story. <laughs> Even the scariest looking demons in my story, they, they, they have a lot of heart. So that's definitely my favorite part is just writing the, the um, interactions between the characters. There you go. I was going to say, I'm glad you brought up uh, Macy and Milo because I've noticed whenever I was looking through your stuff, those are the two that you tend to gravitate to. And the way yeah. that the way that you have them interacting, especially on like Instagram and such, I just love like how either sincere it can get or just how goofy and silly it can get. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um you could go on. I was I was just gonna ask like what is it about those two in particular that are just like absolutely uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like what is it about those two that just like every time you put those two together, like it's just gonna create fireworks no matter what? <laughs> well, I think it's because they have such a unique dynamic. Um Macy, she's you know, she's a lot more quiet, more you know, more mature than Milo is. Milo is like that, you know, he's like he's the life of the party pretty there much. You she's go. Life- <laughs> Macy's more mature she's more quiet um she's she's about her she's let me say this yeah he's more immature he's um the loud mouth she's a quiet one so i think they balance each other out very well um she looks out for him and keeps him out of trouble because he's a he's he gets into trouble a lot (laughs) he's um you know so i think i have fun writing them the most because i just think their interactions come the most natural to me they do um so i can i can come up with comics much faster for them than my other characters that I think I have to spend a lot more time on. And my people love them the most. They're my, I think they're my, my most popular characters. So I, I just, that, that's a, well, that's a plus. So. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly that's is. Plus. Certainly is. I, I know it, like probably part of that is the fact that, like I said, with how much you've had them interacting and showcasing that love and interaction between the two or whatnot, certainly doesn't help for us to really attach because I feel like their interaction, like even in this unique and, <laughs> out of this world concept that not a whole lot of people can imagine of their interactions are like the most relatable, the most down to earth. Like people can see that and be like, Oh yeah, I have a friend totally like that. I know what that's like. That's what I like about, um, that's what I like about them is that they feel so real, um, to me. And I put a lot, I put a little bit of myself in both of them. Um, Mm. I, I have my days where I'm like, I can be really quiet sometimes, but then I can also be really loud and, um, (laughs) excited. So, I think that I think um since I put a lot of myself into some of my characters, they but especially those two, they um come the most natural for me, and I think that's what makes them fun is because they're so different, but they're just they they just come together like like glue. So I think that's what makes them work so well. You know, you wouldn't expect them to be friends, <laughs> but. Right. They just are. <laughs> no, no joke. And I, I love, like I said before, like even though these characters are unique and out of this world or whatnot, there's a sense of like realness and like connectability with just about any one of these characters that you've developed more or less how important was it for you to make sure that there was i guess more or less a human element to like these demons or whatnot 
Okay. Yeah, it was important to me because I didn't I didn't want them to be like, you know, we all know how demons usually are, you know, evil, you know. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yes. I didn't I wanted them to feel like people, you know, I didn't want to make I didn't want to make them all the same or like one dimensional like, oh, okay, you expect them to be evil, you expect them to be mean. Like, yeah, sure they are. Some of them have, you know, they have tricks they, they could be tricksters sometimes you know they have that nature you know deep down but i wanted them to feel like real people because they have emotions and you know they have feelings and um yeah that was really important to me i wanted people to be able to relate to these characters that that was the most important thing for me um you know they have they have um they have insecurities and stuff um they 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 want to fall in love it's like so many different things about these characters and you know that's what that was my main goal was just making them relatable so absolutely and i feel like another way you've kind of helped people more or less relate to them more or less is kind of the representation you've put out there with uh these characters and such how important is it for you to have you know these different kind of representations especially with like the lgbtq plus community um yeah it was very important to me to include that in my story because i feel like you know I didn't grow up with cartoons that had gay characters or, you know, anything. I didn't grow up with any representation. So um, I definitely wanted to put that in my story because I want to show that, yeah, these people exist, but not make that the main focus of these characters. Just have them be queer characters, but just doing, you know, things that any other story would have. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, um, I definitely just wanted everyone, you know, I just wanted to, it just came natural to me pretty much. Like, I felt like that character when I was writing them and they and I feel like okay I could see this character being in love with a man then I'm gonna do that or this character I, I see her as trans I'm gonna make her trans so that's kind of how it came along with me when I'm writing a character that becomes natural then I'm gonna do it but not in a forced way you know what I mean so that was definitely but it was definitely important to me especially you know since I'm a part of the community I'm bi so I, de yeah. I definitely need to incorporate that into my story yeah. more or less at the end of the day like you said before you wanted these characters to be as relatable as possible even though you know at least one of them is the overwhelming demon in charge of Christmas or something like that you know <laughs> definitely i i mean i think it certainly helps when you have like i said the interactions with like milo and macy and such and it certainly helps when you have that representation out there and i that's one of the things i genuinely do love about realm of dreams just kind of one of those like the like obviously something that you've obviously emphasized on talking about how like character design is like your main focus but the characters that you've created with this or whatnot it's truly like one of the most unique character dynamics i've seen with a lot of this stuff out there thank you that means a lot that means a lot to me um, yeah, but it just meant, it, I just wanted to have, you know, representation because, like I said, I wanted to see characters like me growing up. I didn't see that. But now that, you know, animation is definitely changing, we're seeing more queer characters in animation. Oh, yeah. We definitely are. <laughs> so I definitely, I, I felt more comfortable um, writing them this, um, writing them the way I really always wanted to. You know, I remember being younger and I'm like, okay, am I going to, am I going to get hate for this? You know, it, it was a different time, but I feel, I'm glad that things are becoming more, you know what's the word for that feel more inclusive yes yes inclusive there you go yeah but yeah i, I had people oh let me let you go no you go ahead you you finish your thought and then i'll ask my next question i've had um people come to me but it means the, the most to me is that when um, the most important thing to me is when people come to me and they tell me that these characters um you know inspired them to be themselves more or like oh you know like milo he's a milo's a cross dresser so mm -hmm. i've had come to me like oh i feel more comfortable dressing the way i want to and i you know it doesn't make me any less it doesn't make them any more less of a man you know so that's 
that means a lot to me when people come to me and say that these characters, you know, help them express themselves. There you yes. go. That is beautifully worded, if I do say so myself. And I'm glad you talked. I'm glad you talked about like people approaching you or whatnot, because as I, yeah, that- you know, reiterated kind of before, like the fandom you've already kind of developed for Realm of Dreams, even though it's something like it's something that you've had for years, but with how much you've developed it, you know, especially as of late, and how much love is getting from it, it has to like amaze you at times to realize that people are connected yeah. so much. That, I did not expect to have this um, fan base so fast. Um, I just started in 2017 posting my stuff online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I didn't expect to even be here in, you know, in 2022. I, I didn't expect it. And I just started my YouTube channel recently, just started um, posting consistently, and that's going well. So, but it just means a lot to me that people can, you know, that just, they just feel so connected to this, to these characters, and they're just so into this project. And I don't even have any animation out yet. Nothing. <laughs> so Keyword being yet. <laughs> yes. But I mean, nevertheless, like it's incredible. Like I, I know a good bit of the time you have on your uh, Instagram and such, like these drawing challenges and stuff like that, and seeing other people's interpretations of your characters, like that has to like emotionally fulfill you. Just seeing how gorgeous people can draw this stuff. Oh, that's crazy! It was um recently I just did a draw this in your style. Draw this in your style is pretty much you know if you've heard of it, it's a contest that people usually do on Instagram. Um, it was yeah, it was really cool to see um my recent one for Macy um to see all the different versions that people you know interpretation that people had of her you know that they drew of her um yeah but it's always fun to see that people really like her that much you know so i don't know it still amazes me uh, wow. i don't have much words you know it's just amazing <laughs> absolutely i mean nevertheless like it's incredible more or less just kind of how much this has grown and how much people are enjoying it or whatnot and it's not like you're stopping anytime soon like you said yourself oh. earlier on like you know the webcomic might you know be already done why not but you got bigger plans for it yes i do (laughs) like what is your like ultimate end goal when it comes to realm of dreams if i may ask my ultimate end goal um i want i mean of course i'd love to have a show one day that's always been my dream is just to have a cartoon but for for now i'm just trying to grow my fan base um i plan to um crowdfund eventually maybe kickstarter so i can get funds for you know the pilot, but I do want to make a pilot episode eventually. Um, but yeah, but a show one day, that's my ultimate end goal. <laughs> I mean, I know you kind of already been more or less teasing towards that or going in that general direction because I saw that you recently posted a comic dub for one of your uh, comics. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> what made you real? Like, was that more or less the, like a test run, I guess, of like, if I was to go into animation, this is what I wanted to make sure it sounded like? Yeah, that was like a test for me. Like, I just wanted to to work with. Um, it was that was my first experience working with voice actors, and it was I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, um but yeah, that was definitely a fun experience. Um, yeah, it was kind of like a test. Like, how would these characters sound? How would people, you know, react to hearing them talking? <laughs> so that's. But that was definitely um, a fun first thing that I wanted to do for my project. I want to do more, but. I'll definitely do a lot of them leading up to the pilot that comes out, you know, in a, in a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, like it's a good step in the right direction. It was incredible, more or less like hearing these characters come to life as opposed to like what we envision whenever we see the web comic. Like again, it's a step in the right direction. If nothing else, a good foundation for what could be happening next. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely is. Absolutely. Um, 
I have to ask, like looking back at all that you've created so far with Realm of Dreams and all that made to come, but do you personally have like a favorite moment of the entire like series so far? Um, yes, my favorite moment is the moment when um Ingrid, Krampus's daughter, and Carrie, Santa's daughter, when they meet. Um, that's planned to be in a pilot episode. Um, when they first meet, I feel like that's when like you know the worlds come together again. Um, since like I said, the underworld and um, with Krampus and North Pole with Santa, you know, they haven't been on the same page for a while. So I feel like that's a moment to me that when a story like really starts to get going. Um, but yeah, that moment I'm really excited to show eventually, you know, when it's animated, that's going to be my favorite scene because it's crazy since, um, Carrie, um, summons a demon to help her, um, you know, the grant a wish pretty much. And, um, she ends up working with Ingrid, who's Krampus's daughter. So they come together because they both ha- they both want to fix um, their holiday, pretty much for right. their realms. They end up working together, and and funny thing is that since um, um, Carrie sells um, she's her some of her her soul to um, half of her soul to Ingrid to be able to make this wish, she she actually works for her. At, um, so they're kind of like friends and work and boss employees in a way. And her job is to pretty much. Since I, it's a lot. It's a lot to go. I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> that, that that's fair. I could just only imagine the interaction between the two. It's a good. It's an interesting workplace relationship more than anything else. <laughs> Thank you. No, yeah, no there's a lot to it. Absolutely. I I I'm almost like curious to know like how like obviously you've had a lot of stuff planned for ages and you probably want to go like all out if possible with this. I can only imagine how big and pompous like the eventual like final product can be whenever yeah. that eventually gets to be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, um, I, I imagine you're probably going to go out with, like, musical numbers and everything. Right now, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I, I think... I've always considered having songs for my own pilot, you know, song. I can imagine these characters singing songs. I can. I might... I wouldn't call it a musical, in a way, but... Fair. Hmm. Yeah, but songs, I could definitely see them singing songs. Yeah, but I have a lot of ideas for, um... Um, how I want to make this music still holiday themed, but with like a, you know, more of a modern twist, like not like the typical holiday music. I wanted to add like maybe some rock in there or like, you know, so definitely, I just definitely wanted to give Christmas like more of a horror element. That's what I'm going for with this project. So yeah, that's why it's a dark, it's a dark comedy because there's like, you know, yeah, because when Carrie um starts to work for um Ingrid, she actually... Her, her job is to take out all of the, you know, the lords in hell that are working with um, Krampus. You know, they're they're greedy. It's a whole story, but they're a big reason why Christmas hasn't been going so well. But Carrie's job is to take them all out. As you know, since, since she's um, she actually starts up starts being um, an, an assassin and, and just taking them all out because she was um, her in this version of my story, <laughs> my version of um, Santa Santa in my story is um. He's actually a demon hunter, so I wanted to give him more mm. a different twist to my to my um <laughs> care uh, my version of Santa and Mrs. Claus. They're both demon hunters, so Carrie has that um skill already to um you know just kill. She's she's a lot more dangerous than she looks. So she has a demon form as well. So when she's down in hell, she's doing this all behind her parents' back because she's not supposed to be associating with demons. But <laughs> yeah, but her job is to just take all of them out pretty much and. Ingrid wants to, to just, she just wants to take over, um, you know, have her father step down, force him to step down, and they can fix things. Right. Much. That's I, 
and, and create a wonderful union at the end of the day of the two sides and get Christmas yes. back to where it needs to be. Yes, that's the, that's the main focus of the story, yes. I, I'm just imagining now, like, Carrie now, like, especially if they're talking to, you know, Ingrid or whatnot is like, you know, oh, I, I think we're going to work together oh so wonderfully, but if you cross me even once. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, Ingrid is, you know, Ingrid is judged in the story because, you know, like I said, Krampus is her father, so people automatically assume she's like this evil person. She's right. actually, you know, she has a, um, she has like a dark side to her, you know, but... She, she's trying to prove people wrong that she is a good person and she's trying to, you know, do good things. Um, and Carrie, on the other hand, she seems innocent, but she's, it's like, a, she's very, you know, let's just say wild. I'll call her wild. Call At the end of the day, I wish a person would. How about that? Um. <laughs> Basically, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, but like, nevertheless, like I said before, like it's incredible, more or less, like what you've got going on. I know I mentioned the comic dub that you already released or whatnot. Is there more that you're potentially planning in the future to help further, like tease it or whatnot? Yes, there's a lot of comics I want to do with even different characters. That one was, you know, with Milo and Macy, but I want to do other dubs with my other characters, other short stories, even maybe um, a comic dub series that has like you know different parts to it. That was just a, like a one-off short comic, but right. I like. So many different dubs. I have. I want to do it with all of my characters. You know, just so people could get. You know, you know, you know, just see them come to life a little bit more. You know, since you know we all know animation takes time, so oh, yeah. that won't be out time soon. So this is a fun way to you know get people more excited for the project. Exactly. Much. But exactly. dubs I, I can tell you right now, if people are even half as excited as you are just describing this stuff, you're going to have yourself yeah. a full-on dedicated fan base by the time you even whisper, hey, Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, but that's why it's my goal right now. I'm not even worried about my Kickstarter right now. I'm just focusing on growing my fan base. People are already so excited. I have folders full of fan art of my characters. People have made fan characters for my series already. Oh, yeah. I'm just... I'm just surprised that there's so much interest and there's not one piece of animation out yet. Um, yeah, people, yeah, but people are already excited. Like you said, I can't imagine how it's going to be when, when there's like animation um, um, snippets out or like, you know, when I say that, oh, like we're funded, but I'm just focusing on growing my platform because you can't crowdfund without a crowd. So I'm just going to continue. No, no <laughs> joke. That's my goal right now. Just to grow. There you go. There you go. I was going to say, trust me, as someone that has talked to other creators that, you know, don't even have that, that, you know, they don't have a, a, a hint of animation out there, but yet they've already developed like a wild fan base or something like that. Exactly. It both surprises me, but doesn't surprise me, especially like I said, with you, like the characters you've developed, the environment you've created or whatnot, the scenarios that are potentially out there, like you're leaving a lot to people's imaginations and they are going to run yeah. wild with it. <laughs> yes. There's so much I haven't revealed yet. Um, I, I it's a lot I haven't even revealed about these characters, and people are just so invested. Like I'm surprised that um, I, I'm so grateful that people just support it so much, and I'm you know, and where I'm at right now because it's time to um, launch this Kickstarter. I, I just you know I'm working on a trailer right now, like okay. an idea for a trailer. Yet. Yeah, but um, I'm getting ideas of what can I show for like a minute trailer to um, get people want to donate, but. 
yeah, um, I'm just grateful to have people, this many people interested even now and this early, this early in my journey because it hasn't even really started yet, really. <laughs> well, how about for this next question, we go above and beyond, if I may, and I give you more or less the dream scenario. Let's say I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I come up to you and like, look, Dynasty, the characters you've developed, we know that there is money here and we want to help give you the money to make sure that we make the money in return. You know how business works and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but we have access to everyone and anyone that is possible and more money than there should be. Or in, yeah, more money than there should be available. We could be feeding so many different countries, but we're focusing on you for like five minutes. Um, if given this opportunity, what would be the Dream Dynasty project? And why would it be just like a realm of dreams, like 20 year saga or something? <laughs> <laughs> So you're basically asking, like, what's the end goal, pretty much? Like, what what is the dream goal? Like, if you had no <laughs> limits, whatever, like, oh. every little aspects, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. So what I want to do with it. Okay. Well, well, one, I didn't want to have, of course, a show, a series. Um, I'm not even – I'm still writing it, so I'm not even sure how long it would be, but it would definitely be a couple seasons. Um, I'd like merchandise eventually. I'd love to do that. Um. Comics, even. I like to do comics, comics, short, um, comic series. Um, I like to, yeah, I like to do pretty much, yeah, that's pretty, that's really my goal is maybe a video game one day. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any limits. Any limits. I have so many ideas that just run through my head every day, but yeah, I have a lot that I, that I want to do a lot. And, and once I said, once again, like I said before, you have no limits. So I have to ask who would be some of that, who would be like some of the dream voice cast, if possible. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, if you, um, on my YouTube channel, I posted a voice claim video. So it's right. kind of like what they would sound like. Um, well, I love one day, you know, <laughs> um, Tom Kenny to voice Milo. I hey. love that. I love that because if you, if you, you know, I'm sure you've watched The Fairly Odd Parents. He voiced a character named Cupid on the show. And yeah. I think his voice, for, like, that's how I imagine Milo sounding. <laughs> so that's like. I'll behave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would definitely be um, someone I would love to work with one day. Um, for the others, I'm not quite sure yet, but um, Mandy Moore, she voiced Rapunzel in, on Disney. Um, I mean, for, on, for the Disney movie. Um, that's my voice plan for Ingrid. I could definitely imagine her having that, you know, that um, good singing voice, but also, you know, she just has that. She's not a princess. Ingrid's not a princess. She's just um, a rich girl. So <laughs> I definitely could imagine her having that, you know, that elegance to her, if that's the word to use. But oh, there yeah, you I, can't, I can't think of any other um, specific, specific voice actors, but. I do have ideas for, um, you know, how, how I want them to sound, but no, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I know I saw, I saw that video or at least a good little bit of it. Cause I think it's like the trailer that plays whenever you go to your YouTube channel, which I absolutely love kind of how you have that more or less set up and the aesthetic you got going for it. But I, I didn't know how much that changed. And obviously like, you know, those two names alone, like they would be like a great powerhouse, like just, yeah. he just hearing the interaction between the two already already has me like thinking. So there you go. <laughs> but Sadly, we have to get down from the dream scenario. We gotta get back to reality, and I'll ask the—I'll ask the ever so generic question: Where do you hope to see yourself five to ten years from now? 
Oh, um, from um, five years, I hope to, hmm, yeah, definitely have a pilot out by then. There you go. Um, have a Kickstarter out. Yeah, in five years, I definitely want to see, I, I, de I definitely would like to, definitely want to put a pilot out by that time, um, since I, you know, I'm still growing my platform, but, um, and Kickstarter, I'm just kind of like developing that right now, I'm trying to say, okay, what would I do? What would I put on it? You know, because that's a lot that, that goes into that, but, you know, um, yeah, but in five years, I definitely would want to see myself um, having a pilot at least. And in 10 years, I'd like to have this, you know, a big fan base. So, there you go. Yeah, I, just, I would love to just share the story with more people. Uh, you know, people are already into it. So I just, I just know way, way more, so many more people would just love these characters. And, you know. Absolutely. I mean, I think especially with kind of the vision you have in mind, like, I think that's more than achievable, like, five, ten yeah. years from now. So there you go. Thank you. Just working hard every day. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. As we start to wind down the interview, I just have one last question that I want to ask. Um, obviously, like, you've deeply entrenched yourself when it comes to art ever since you were essentially born. Like, it's been a part of you since day one. How important is art not just for you but for the world as a whole? Hmm. Oh, my God. That's a question. <laughs> um, art. I think it's important because – it's it's a way you know it's a way for people to um express themselves if that makes sense yeah it's hard to get my word out I'm, 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 the words out but art i'll say it's art for me it's just a way for me to you know it's it's therapeutic for me it's a way for me to express my you know my creativity in a way you know just yeah that's all i I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I totally get like, like, like for you, it's, it allows you to more or less showcase the world that this is really who I am. Love it or hate it. This is me. Yeah. Yeah. That, yes. It's, it's just, just, um, a, a way for me to just express, you know, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> no, <there it> <laughs> Mine's part. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it just it, it just allows me to um, express my ideas, um, put it all in one place. Um, yeah, art has always been a way for me to um, just share my you know my concept with people, my ideas. It's hard to explain, put it in words, but it's just so it's always helped me. Um, you know, just it's a big part of my life, pretty much. That uh, makes sense. That's that that's that's a that's a good thing to know that more than anything else, like art is helping you reveal to the world like this is who it allows you to truly express yourself. Yeah. And I I appreciate I appreciate the fact that you're not willing you're not only willing to express yourself but express that to the world and the world just seems to love it back. That is a wonderful way to word it if I do say so myself. I get what you were trying to go for and I'm more or less trying to be the translator. I got you. Um, <laughs> but that's all the questions that I have for you. Um, I've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I'm going to shower you with a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Um, <laughs> obviously, Dynasty, whenever you first approached me asking to be on the podcast, like I was amazed that not only was someone interested in being on the podcast, but someone with a lot of interesting ideas and concepts wanted to be on this podcast. Cause I looked at your stuff and I was immediately like wowed by it, seeing how much you've invested in it for years on end, seeing the amount of different characters that you've created, the amount of different scenarios. It was incredible. The creativity that you were exuding. And I knew I wanted you on this podcast, but now that I actually got, to, now that I got a chance to sit down, listen, get to pick your brain a little bit and, 
more or less feel the energy that you were exuding because by God, you were just like a battery of just energy that needs to be released onto the world. Uh, <laughs> but the, the fact that I got a chance to talk to you now, it makes me greatly appreciate what you're doing more. And I sincerely hope that whatever you're doing next, like I just know with the amount of love and enthusiasm you got going into it, people are going to give that and then some right back. So keep up the incredible work. I am excited for what is next and I'm going to be right there rooting for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, for those who may not already know, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm Little Miss Devil underscore on Instagram. On YouTube, I, I just go by as Little Miss Devil. Um, I don't use TikTok much, but I do have it. So I'm Little Miss Devil with two underscores after that. But yeah, um, that's the main um, social media site, platforms that I use for my work. All right, then. That sounds wonderful. And if you missed anything, I'll be sure to link it down below. Um, do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, yeah, um, thank, <laughs> thank you for having me on here. It was fun to I'll talk about my um, project and everything and the stuff I've planned. And, it, you know, you <laughs> I was actually a lot more comfortable than I expected. <laughs> so, this was a really fun experience. So I, I, had, I had a joy. It was a joy to be on here. Well, once again, thank you for your time. And I'm glad I can make it at least a comfortable experience. I got to do something right, right? Uh, no, <laughs> no, but nevertheless, for the people at home, all I have left to say is hasta luego, mi amigos. Thank you so much for sticking to the end of this week's episode of the podcast. If this is your first episode, I appreciate you coming by and I sincerely hope you enjoyed. Um, I was intrigued with uh, Dynasty whenever they got in contact with me and I cannot thank them enough for showing some love and support for being here. It was incredible to get a chance to talk to them. Again, I apologize if the audio sounded a little weird. Um, again, for this episode and the next two, I, I messed up some audio stuff on my end. So, I, I mean, it, it, luckily I figured it and I fixed it somewhat, but it's still going to be a little bit difficult. But nevertheless, I sincerely hope you guys still enjoy. For those who may be returning, you might have noticed something a little bit different. Um, as of this past week... I am no longer a part of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Um, I just felt like when it comes to this podcast and the growth of this podcast, um, as integral of a part as Joanna and everyone in the Apocalypse Podcast Network was, I felt like moving forward, I would be better off going my own way. Again, I cannot thank everyone that was part of that po the, the podcast network for helping me out, supporting me, promoting me when they could, um, getting the chance to appear on a couple of the podcasts, Stranger Than Christian, it was an absolute dream. Um, I just felt like, at least when it comes to this podcast, guys, I 
felt like it was better if we went about this like for us as a community. Um, this is no slight against the other podcast. If you have not taken the opportunity to sit down and listen to podcasts like Stranger Than Christian, Hot Goss, Whispering Hunties, The Honey Leave It Show, Teach Me Something Good. If you haven't had a chance to listen to those podcasts, seriously, take the time to go and listen to them. They are incredible podcasts pushing out incredible stuff. And I, I'm still going to be constantly listening to all of their stuff. Seriously. Um, I mean, obviously, Stranger and Christian, whenever he does decide to do episodes again. But, but I mean, even then, like Robots vs. Dinosaurs, hearing Luigi, how he hosts it. Hot Goss, just hearing how Trash Comedy takes, you know, the 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 fun facts and makes it a fun podcast. It, it's just as much as great as it was to be with them. I just thought that going forward, it would be best if I, I just felt like it was best to just keep going solo. Will it be for long? Who knows? Part of the issue of why I left is like the distance, because most of them are based around like, you know, northeast area and I'm in the southeast. But even then, I felt like. For the most part, like even being a part of that podcast network, I felt like I was just basically going with it solo. I've been going with, well, not really solo because I got tipsy, obviously. But even then, I just felt like moving forward with how I've been doing the podcast so far, it would just be better off if I just went at on my own. I hope you guys understand, and I hope you guys are willing to stick with me through it. Because without you guys, this podcast wouldn't be in the position that it is right now. I cannot thank you guys enough for being here. I sincerely do. You know, life can be struggling at times. Life can be hard to deal with at times. But having you guys by my side, supporting me, showing me love when you can, it really does make the difference. And I cannot thank you guys enough. Thank you guys for all that you do. Keep up your guys' incredible work and show some love for the community. You know, I'm bringing forth all these different artists and showing them the, the love that they deserve. Keep that love going. Spread that love to everyone else. Show the artists that you love all the love that you can because they greatly appreciate it. Without you guys, the artists that I bring on wouldn't be where they are. Without you guys there wouldn't be much of a community help the community grow stronger and show your love for everyone and for that i love you guys have a wonderful week